Everybody, welcome back to the Unpaid and Underrated podcast, the podcast about crew for crew, uh, sometimes about platypus. Um, I am joined tonight by Big Keith. Hello. And uh, Big Bryce from Little Sweetie's Gym. What's up? We've been having a little bit of technical difficulties getting this off the, off, off the ground tonight, guys. So bear with us if anything sounds a little choppy. We'll do our best. And, uh, well, we'll have Nate do his best in editing to uh, make it sound better. But we're all having uh, – I'm, I'm having a little data issue, so I'm not on my laptop. I'm on my phone tonight. And uh, Bryce is in the basement, so we'll see how well that works out. And, uh, you know, Joey's holding the fort down up in Canada for us. Technical difficulties. We need that technically a guy to fix this for us. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. All right. Um, I'm, I think we should just dive right in. You guys want to just dive right in? Should we just dive right in? Well, let's dive right in. Surprise, they're not diving in right now. Um, <laughs> what are you guys drinking? I got a uh, an S Pellegrino, and I'm not a fan. I've had a couple of these before. They're like, they're, they're, I thought it was sparkling water when we got it, but it's flavored mineral water. So it doesn't have that like pop, like a, that like, it's just, uh, it's shit. It's, they're really not great, but they were cheap at Costco. Flavors or yeah, this I've had this one before. It's it's okay, but thinking it's a sparkling water and then just having it being super flat, it kind of sucks. I think I just want to point out: you knew it was bad, you knew you didn't like it, and you <laughs> bought it, brought it on the podcast no, just oh. to give it a shitty review. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was bad when I bought it. I just I knew it was bad before I brought it on the episode. Oh, but like, it's okay. a lot of work. Like I. I think I think the the hosts have it even harder because they've been doing it for you know a couple more episodes than we have. Uh, but trying to find something new, like I've definitely had a repeat drink like at least five times. But it's like because we just send them stuff. Well, yeah, they, they they have it lucky as far as that. Yeah, us unpaid interns, we just keep sending them stuff. They don't have to do any work. Yeah. They just get to drink these delicious Canadian PC sparkling waters. Dude, the PCs sound delicious. Oh, they've got a couple. You go bother Tommy. He's got a couple. I'm drinking this uh, poppy, I think, prebiotic soda. I don't know. I made a Costco run this week. They had like a 90-pack of these. I was interested. They're bright-colored cans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. So this is the orange one. Um, I've tried the other flavors. They're okay. But decent crack of the can there. Prebiotic. Yeah, I I don't know what prebiotic means, but I just get like... I just see colorful packaging and I'm like, oh, I'm in. <laughs> it's my it's my favorite color, shiny. <laughs> it's kind of like if it, it kind of tastes like if medicine wanted to taste it tastes like an orange soda, you know? Like it's <laughs> it's not very good, but you know what? I got ninety of them to drink, so I'm gonna have to. Somebody's got to do it. You got eighty nine. Yeah, eighty nine. <laughs> uh, I am. I'm actually very uh, lucky today. I have. Um, Something called the McKinnon Brothers Red Fox Ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, it's very hard to get around here, but I made a specific trip to the only place I can get it. And this is an ale that is uh, brewed about three and a half hours away from me on a big farmland. Uh, the, when I first visited them, they brewed in a barn. Their uh, bottle shop was a chicken coop. Uh, and this is actually brewed with Ontario Beets from here in Ontario, uh, yeast from a bread company down the road from them. And it's just very sweet. It's a little earthy. It's actually my favorite beer ever. Um, to the nice. point that I've been to events where they were there. And um, the rep once told me that I he thinks I sold more beer than he did. 
<laughs> anybody says, Joey, what are you trying today? And I was like, go try the Red Fox. Thank me later. So that's what I'm having today. Um, I do want to point out, so S. Pellegrino used to be San Pellegrino. And I wonder when they uh, decided to, to, to do the WWE style, lose the first name. Hmm. Yeah, I don't see it. It's, it's, yeah, it's definitely just S. Dot. And then it even says, like, it's not... I don't know what the the word under I can't don't I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's like essence. But it's it's not essence, but it, it almost looks like essence, which is funny for us. <laughs> yeah, which senza. is you know, it plays into the, it plays into the yeah. But uh, so about your ale, I guess uh, would would you say that you had a l a, a a ale of a time getting it? No. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I it would have been funnier. I tried saying it like. 30 seconds or 90 seconds ago, but you went into the S. Pellegrino thing. So it, it wasn't funny to begin with. And it's really not funny when it was, when it's a callback. I know where to get it and it's just hard to get there. And sometimes I actually used to make a yearly trip out to the brewery. Is it harder? Is it harder to get to than Aberdeen? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no. God, driving through Minnesota. Never again. Oh, it's boring. Uh, sorry for all the Minnesotans lifting. It's just so boring. And then you hit a truck stop and it's just the weirdest place on earth. And it's just like, honestly, getting into South Dakota was like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> just truck state, truck station, dick pills and, and trucker hats and like swords for sale for some reason at truck stops. I don't swords. understand. Swords. <laughs> yep. There's like swords and like, like what? A shirt that's like a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> There's always three wolves. And it says wolf on it, even though there's three wolves, because yeah, yeah. And then um, my energy drinks that I pay four dollars a can for here, I went and bought four cans there because I was like, we're going to be there for a couple of days. I'm going to want one of these a day, and I paid six dollars American for four cans. And I went, yeah, that's not right. And she was like, that's right, dude. And I'm like, no, that that can't be right. Like, come on, man. But no, that was right. I said, I had to buy a whole case if this is the cost here. <laughs> What are you wearing? Who's got Masonomic shirts on? Who doesn't? Got a got the lift tee on the classic lift tee. Um, I don't even know when I got it, a couple years ago, three four years ago, probably. Classic, very classic. I just got mine. I'm rocking a Masonomic Essence, you know, shirt. You know, I'm rocking a No Wine Cellar shirt, and I'll say it's Essence with Masonomics because there's been multiple crew members lift down here. So I'm gonna say that it's close enough. And my Tanner just sent my buddy, uh, my 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 Sunday morning lifting partner. He he sent him a thing and said something to the extent of like, uh, you know, he he sent him some nose, you know, some some smelly salts or something. He's like, enjoy these and then a wine cellar. So I was like, ah, it seems fitting to wear that tonight. And I also shipped out 15 of these bastards this week and probably spent two hours handwriting out all the address cards because I'm too stupid to figure out how to do a thermal labor thermal label printer thing. And I really don't want to spend a hundred dollars on something that. I sell 20 shirts a year, so it's kind of a waste. No oh, dope. I'm wearing a, my body break shirt. I, th- I might have worn it before, or at least we've talked about body break. Uh, we actually went to an 80s style diner today, and the bartender recognized it, and that was kind of cool. And then somebody thought I worked there because I was wearing this shirt. That was also kind of funny. I was just walking by, and they're like, hey, can you show me where my seat is? And I was just like, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like, carrying my kid. I'm like, what? No, I don't think I'm, I'm not, I'm not overly familiar with body break, but it is kind of fitting because you just, you just had a, a dinner date with our, uh, our friend, big Ryan from Iowa, who is pretty much always body broken. So it kind of, uh, is there any correlation there? No, um, 
body so body break i think i spoke about it at one of the earlier podcasts was like this uh, weird vignette then between commercials where they would just give you like healthy yeah keep fit and have fun that was their thing i uh, know but uh so a uh, big grind from iowa regularly comes up to uh the city about 45 minutes from me uh so this will be the second time where he's messaged me and been like dude i'm near you so we just met up for some dinner and, and had a cigar this time was a little uh, more um relaxed because obviously the first time we met like we didn't know each other and i brought my family and we had to go to like a restaurant but this time i was like meet me at the cigar shop and we stood under the awning in the pissing rain <laughs> just like smoking cigars and chatting he even got some serious talk out of me so i hope he doesn't bring that up um Ooh. oh yeah he, he, asked, he asked me a question about some things and i kind of off on it so like good for him good for him so he's 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 capable of pulling that kind of stuff out of me uh and yeah and then um uh we were actually having a, the picture i posted of us we were having a jagger and actually jagermeister canada commented on that post saying that they were happy they were happy they could be a part of our meetup and that was kind of dope nice so I guess they have some 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 good PR people and some 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 people like that rather than uh, apparently everyone in the Massonomics Discord's a rude asshole. So maybe we have to you know take be more like the Jägermeister Canada guys and just not be rude in the Discord. Apparently, did you guys did you guys catch it, catch any of that? It was a very it was a very brief thing that popped up in Discord this week. I don't know how much how much you guys caught of that. I no, I didn't catch that. Was somebody being rude? Somebody did a chargeback of their monthly subscription. Oh what? <laughs> so they yeah they charged back the three dollars, and Tanner was just like, "Whoever this is, screw you, man!" And then like the Discord just shot off on it. Yeah, absolutely feral in there for a few minutes. Well, rightfully so. <laughs> so big, big, big Moto guy did some research. I'm pretty sure we found out who it was, and like no one like went went after him necessarily. We just busted his balls after he'd already left the Discord. But it was uh. He, there was like nothing. He posted like six or seven screenshots of like every interaction that person had before he left. And there was like nothing even remotely close to like bust, like not even mild busting balls. Like it was just, hey, put big in your name and then like don't buy our hats. That was like it. And then so I, I'm of the belief that he just like, and well, because when the kid first signed up, he's like, he, he asked about the discount like five times. Like if you just like look at his post, it's just like, where's, where's the, where's the, where's the discount code? Where's the discount code? Where's the discount code? And then, so I, I think he used the 20% discount code that's supposed to be one-time use, did like a big order potentially, and then just got butt hurt and didn't want to fucking pay $3 a month anymore. I don't know. It seems really weird, but it's a very odd thing. <laughs> I don't think we can assume int- intention at all. I think we can just say the kid came in yeah, and didn't want to be a part of it anymore. And rather than cancel, he decided to charge back, which is weird, but whatever. Good riddance to bad rubbish. <laughs> indeed so apparently we're all rude but i i think we're all pretty pretty tight-knit in there so i just thought it was amusing out of like all the out of all the chat out of all i guess is it what's, what are they on are they called channels on discord or it's not a sub like yeah yeah so out of like the five or six channels i'm on in discord the massonomics one is by far the least rude one i'm in and the most supportive one i'm in by by far so uh you know uh, again, we we can't assume that was the issue, like unless he acts true. Yeah, specifically was like you guys were mean to me. It, it could just be he wanted the twenty percent code and then bailed. 
Well, I think he there was a follow up where I think he specifically like put the, the Discord was rude or something. I don't know if that was a follow up to the credit card company of why he left or a DM to Tanner, but I did see like he's physically typed in they were rude or everyone was rude or something. So that was just amusing. Just too soft. I must have missed that part. Yeah, no, that's that's the whole like that's that was the whole gag on like you know the whole rude thing. That's why I was said it like nine times because I, I it just blew me away because we're the least rude people I know on fucking Discord. So it just baffled me. Too soft for the Discord that refuses to talk about anything serious. Yeah. <laughs> like... uh, so that was our chargeback talk this week. Uh, let's see. But while while we're on Discord, there's been some. Uh, there is a there is a secondary Discord that if you're ever a member, if you ever are lucky enough to be on this podcast, which if you're listening to this, there's a good chance the next three or four years you're going to be on the podcast. So we have our own we have our own side pod, uh, our own side uh, Discord. They're basically just for for the founding fathers, and then there's another thread with just former guests. And uh, Nate finally got around to making a couple extra reactions on there. So Joey has his second one now, I think. I got my first one, and then big, big, uh, big moto. I got one of the foot, so it's just uh, that was kind of funny. I got to get a big kick out of that. So I'll have to, and then there was some debate on if my name is K E I T H or K I E T H. It is K E I T H, F Y I. Well, and it's so like I gotta say that secondary thing where it's like where every time we have somebody on, we like continue on that chat is pointless because eventually that's just going to be another Discord of the Massonomics Discord. Yeah. Like if if all we're doing is pulling people from there, putting them into this chat, and then being like, this is ours now, that's just going to be another. So that one, I'm not positive that I understand. I think that it's good for like this week's episode, um, but it, it's weird. To, like, Which is what I use it for mostly. I mean, yeah, it's just I think it's weird to continue it. We should be even more rude in there. <laughs> <laughs> Take it to a new level. Yeah. Just start tearing people's totals apart for no reason. Yeah, just the <laughs> so rude. We're so rude. My last Discord comment here was uh, Joey. You do have Disco Night or Disco Night di- di- Discord Nitro. Is that worth it? How much is that? I do have Disco Night. Yeah, you have Disco. You know, Night of the Night of the Rockberries. Um, so is that <laughs> is that uh, is that is that more or less than your Mastonomics supporting Discord membership? Uh, roughly the same. It's about 130 Canadian a year. Um, gotcha. And what are the boons of that? I signed up for it one day on a whim. I think it was like right in the middle of the pandemic, like right when the discord first started and, but it's a subscription. And then I got a thing going, Oh, Hey, it's going to renew. And I was like, no, 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 it's not. I'll remember to cancel that. And then I didn't cancel that. So <laughs> like the $130 bill was like, all right. I guess I'm Nitro again. Uh, some of the boons, some of the, the perk cities, I guess, is like, uh, I can use emojis from one server in any server. So I can pull the emojis you talked about in our server and use them in the main, the That's other cool. podcast discord. Um, I think I get five super reactions a day. Uh, I can offer Nitro boosts to the discord I'm a part of. So I think I get like two or three free nitro boosts. And um, if more people boost the actual server itself, um, we all get access to things. So right now, I think Massonomics is just in the second threshold. I think if you get to the next one, it's like you can upload higher quality video, have more chat groups or something like that. That just like the more 
the more people give their nitro boosts to the the discord that we all get perks out of it um it's big i feel like that definitely happened somewhat recently too because like you can we can de- we can upload like a 30 second clip now without having yeah. to like minimum because before the only way i could like post more than like a three second clip was to post it as a story download the story from instagram at like a super low quality and then repost that downloaded story into into discord so i got it was very much i only did it a few times and i was like it's like an extra like 45 seconds of my life i don't need to spend so that's for that's kind of cool i didn't really understand the whole nitro thing but uh now i do the more you know yeah there's there's currently two boosts uh for massonomics so we're level one uh, our next level is seven boosts. So if we get five more boosts, we'll get 1080p stream quality, 50 megabyte file upload, custom roll icons, and a server banner. Right? So we just need five more people to give Massonomics more money. <laughs> well, they Please take all my money, Massonomics. <laughs> they, they are known at doing that pretty well. So, uh, again, it's only a matter of time. All right, what's next? Um, we had some food talk. I know we like our food talk around here. Did you put that in, or did Nate put that in? I wasn't sure. M- must have been Nate. It wasn't me. Yeah, I... that's what I figured. Because I was like, the fact that it has uh, quotation marks. I was like, Joey would never put quotation marks or uh, parentheses, whatever. No, yeah, parentheses. I was like, Joey wouldn't use those. He would just type a sentence. <laughs> no, I've. Yeah, I type way too fast. I don't. I don't parentheses things. I'm not hugging my sentences. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, that had to be. Uh, so, no, it's a follow up. I think uh, they were the, the other host on their, on the other podcast, on the sister podcast, were uh, whatever it was, it was talking about getting chicken or beef at a restaurant, I believe. Uh, and I made the comment on the live recording that uh, bad, low quality chicken at a restaurant is typically going to be better than low quality beef. Like, I'm thinking more like, like, like a China buffet or. I don't know, man. Like, I've had some really bad, tough, shitty steaks versus, like, chicken's going to taste like chicken. Like, chicken's going to be like a six or a seven, no matter what. Whereas steak could be a nine, but it could be a two. So, like, that was the, my, you know, kind of comment on that. So, I had opinions or thoughts. I see what you're saying. So, you're saying, like, like bad quality chicken, but it's, like, general sales chicken is better than, like, a bad steak. I thought you just meant like a bad, like really dry chicken breast is better than like a bad steak. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, more. I guess more of like I'm. I think it was it was specifically talking about restaurants. Like I've had I've had better luck with with just chicken always being okay at a restaurant, whereas sometimes steak at a restaurant can suck. I'm thinking more like not a steakhouse for steak. You know, like like right. Anyway, that was, but it it. it I think the general consensus was I was wrong by everyone on the podcast and in the, in, in, in the group chat, but Nate thought it was uh, noteworthy or, 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 or Nate worthy, if you will. Steve will even tell you, because Steve's uh, my resident barbecue expert, that like going to steakhouses is a waste of your money because they're just going to charge you for the same steak that you could make at home. They're going to like slap its ass, put some salt and pepper on it and send it out to you. So he'll tell you all the time, like you're wasting your money. Don't go to steakhouses. Uh, and like having traveled, I went to the, the beef capital of Canada in Alberta and I was like, I'm getting a steak. I'm getting some Berta beef. We call it up here. I'm getting some Berta beef. And it was the worst. It was the worst steak. And it was the most expensive steak I've ever had. I even ordered the bone marrow 
and it was trash. But here I am in the middle of like the supposedly best steak places. So like, then I come back to I come back to my city in Ontario, and I go to just some chain, and I order just whatever. Like, give me your your quarter, whatever. And it was amazing. <laughs> like it was so much better. So he he just says, "Don't bother with steakhouses. Make it yourself." I don't have any insight to chicken. Chicken is chicken. Chicken's either rubber or delicious. Like I don't have a. It's it's fine. Yeah, like sometimes you get the chicken wings that were clearly not blanched, and sometimes you get the chicken wings that were like it's still gonna eat it. It's fucking chicken. Throw some hot sauce on it. It'll go down. Oh, I swore. Well, Jen, when, whenever Jen tells that she's ready to get on, she can yell at us all for swearing. But I feel like we've kind of pulled our restrictor plates. I was doing so good not swearing. I always, I, I do always love, I know they try to keep their podcast PG-13 nowadays, at least on their end. But when they do F-bomb this or F-bomb that, I, I, I always, it always sticks out to me so much now. And I always get a, a good ch- uh, chuckle out of it. Didn't wasn't it like a little more? Uh, they used to swear way more in the really old episodes. I've never gone back and like listened to like the early episodes. Oh, oh yeah, you would enjoy them. Um, there are there's a decent size backlog, and it's there's like three or four different eras of the podcast, basically. So like, ever I mean, I love today's era, but I love two years ago episodes, three, four years ago. I mean, it's like is there's literally like like seasons essentially of like you know. They're just completely different. Um, it was obviously different when Tyler was there, but even when after Tyler left, they had like a transitional phase of like still just them having banter and talk. And then they started getting guests on kind of right around COVID. And then obviously it's been like the same format the last like three years. But there are some gems in the backlog. There are some, there are some ones where it's just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if you should be saying that. So, you know, take everything they say with a grain of salt, <laughs> but it was like seven, eight years ago, potentially. Right, right. Well, I don't want to ruin my squeaky clean perception of the podcast hosts by going back and listening to those. Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) I want them to be good guys in my mind. (laughs) Oh, I wasn't trying to paint them into like, like they're it's nothing bad, bad. It's just more, it was more like locker room talk, if you will. uh, Oh yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Can't say I have a lot of patience for that. So that's just me but uh well i I don't think tommy had much patience for tanner the other day because at the very end towards the end of the uh live so not two weeks ago was episode that we're going to rate here in a few minutes but the episode since they recorded the day early we listened to like and they let us they let last night's episode two nights ago yeah two nights ago's episode run for like the full two hours before they kicked us out uh right at the very end um they were going to have their post show, and t- and Tommy booted Tanner out while he's kicking everybody else out. So and he and he, and, he, and before he kicked me out, he was like, "Oh shit, I kicked Tanner out." And then it's just like that's where it went. Cut. So I just got a really big kick out of that. Uh, that kinda, the only thing that sucked about that is I was like, I was super wired. Like I'm always wired after I listen to like the full episode at night. So like I didn't get to bed till like two in the morning because the episode I think went till damn near midnight, and then I was just like, I just needed to like come down off of it because it was a very uh, interactive. Uh, podcast so if you missed that one you guys definitely missed a good one so tune in to that one in two weeks i think i guess no well next week yeah it'll be next week and i find that uh well actually so knowing what we know it'll either be next week or the following week because they have that big trip he like to detroit planned yeah yeah so there's there's a sneaky episode coming 
Probably. And maybe that was, I'm not really sure if that was, because I'm assuming that maybe that's why they recorded early, because they're traveling now, possibly. I, I don't know. I haven't been keeping up on their records. There's a sneaky episode coming. I know it. All right. So let's move on and uh, rate last week's episode with Big Jim. Yeah. Ben, is it Kolb? I, I think it's Kolb, right? I mean, yeah, Kolb. Yeah. Yeah. So that guy, he, he benched, what, four, 13 or 1400 pounds recently? As a as a multiply bench presser, he literally has the biggest power lifting lift by like two hundred fifty three hundred fifty pounds, like yeah. like like such a such a large margin, and it's a bench. You'd, you'd think the biggest lift would be a squat or a deadlift. It is the bench by like hundreds of pounds. So it was really cool to listen to to Big Jim talk. Uh, I had a, I had a, I enjoyed the episode. I think my favorite part might have been when he he kind of was like, well, I I see the the relevance and like the positives of uh, um, conjugate. But then he said, but I don't like accommodating resistance. And so I got a kick out of that because I personally like to wave my bars and like, you know, the intensity and shit, but I don't necessarily have any, I don't put a lot of stock in accommodating resistance personally. And I don't, it's not something I do in my gym. So I was, it was fun that Jim also felt that way. So that was my uh, favorite part. So for all those reasons lifted, I'm going to go ahead and give uh Big Jim's episode, 5 JDs. Yeah, I got to do the same, 5 JDs. I mean, like, Jimmy Kolb, I love his stuff. I've listened to his episode of Table Talk, like, probably three-plus times. I listened to the Massonomics one, like, over again. Like, he's so cool. He benched 1401, like, 1300, 1200, 1100. I don't know. Just, it's just cool to hear about him, and then he kind of lets you in on his goals. Sounds like he's going to do full power. Like, that's... That'll be cool to see. See if you can join the 3K crew with Dave Hoff and Donnie Thompson. That'd be crazy. Five JDs, dude. Uh, so, like, without getting too political, I'm not really that into multiply. I understand it. I appreciate it. Just not me. Uh, so, congrats on the world's biggest bench. That is a huge, crazy number. I just wanted to to kind of create the difference that um, a lot of what he said from a personal standpoint and a training standpoint actually was awesome. Like I wasn't, I've never heard of the guy before this, obviously, cause I don't know who anybody is. Uh, but I do distinctly like remember listening and going, damn man. Yeah. 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 And be like, exactly. Um, so, you know, with those two disparities of, you know, a lot of sets and rep talk, uh, I'm going to probably have to go as low as a five on this one, five JD powers guys. I know. I'm I'm always the host that gives it the worst rating. Only five, huh? <laughs> so uh, that's that's why they don't like us over there at the sister podcast. But uh, my one my one follow up was my favorite part. Well, I think of the episode was when Jimmy uh, was sh- like shocked by all the overrated underrated because like, he didn't grasp that they were specifically for him at first. So he was like, just like he was just con- he was thrown by it, and it was just like, it's just, I don't know. It just like that. Just I really <laughs> yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Like. They were like Montana. He goes, I was born there. <laughs> yeah. He was like, he was like, how did you like, oh, what's, what's the likelihood that you would have asked that question? That's so random, you know, out of the 50 States, you, you, you picked that one. <laughs> I just gotta... yeah, like I live in Ohio. <laughs> he, he actually brought up, and, and I'm glad you brought that up about paranormal activity. And, um, yeah, I guess I think we've either spoken about it here or in the discord. I also believe that paranormal activity is, one of the most game-changing horror movies of our time. And uh, it was fun when he said that, because I was just like, 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> as I say it all the time, that never has a movie made you afraid of a moving door. A door moves and the crowd like screams. And that was crazy. Nobody had ever done that before. I have like watched the beginning of it. I just like, refused to watch any more of it. I, can't, I just couldn't take it. It is I'm, so I'm, weird. And, and like, it's like they psychologically did stuff with like the music. So like when something bad was going to happen, they would put a droning sound into the soundtrack. And droning is one of those like ancestral feral sounds that get in your head. That's why bagpipes like make you think of your ancestors. That's why like certain um, like other things like there's a song by Heyloon and they have a droning in the background and it just like your brain just needs to pay attention and paranormal activity did that. And I think that's one of the things that people don't like appreciate about it. And then like the door would move and then you'd be like, that's it. Like I'm done. Well, was it the door on a string? Like it, <laughs> that's all it was. There was a freaking fishing line moving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hor- hor- horror movies can definitely get the best of me at times. Uh, like I'm like, like a 30 year old and grown man. And if I'm watching a horror movie by myself at night, like I literally have to like mute scenes just to like not be scared shitless. Like I don't know. Like I just it kind of takes me out of the moment. But it's like I I love movies and like I'll watch pretty much anything. But like sometimes I just gotta like man I like I don't want to be jump scared right now because I'm very skittish too. So like the jump scares that Joey just probably absorbs and goes eh like make me like almost piss myself. So I gotta like preemptively <laughs> oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna mute this like like dark climactic scene that they're about to just like do a jump scare so like ah, no thank you in contrast <laughs> i only watch horror movies alone at night with my headphones in because the rest of my house can't handle them uh and i very rarely i don't watch slashers i don't uh, i don't watch movies uh about rape i don't watch things that are like they call it i think they call that fridging right or bridging one of those two uh, i don't watch those style of like that stuff i watch the supernatural and the uh high anxiety stuff the stuff that just like makes your brain panic but again it's because i have anxiety in real life so when i have two hours to control what's making me anxious rather than the headlights in another person's car driving my anxiety through the roof like i'll take that so that's what i Speaking of headlights, did you, how many how many how many cars did you pass this week with uh, up a diddle with just one headlight? Didn't Burn. watch, didn't count. Oh, you didn't pay attention. You. I'm too busy making sure people don't kill me. Oh, that's that's good. Um, they're such bad drivers. Everybody's such a bad driver. My last touch on horror movies. I watched one this summer that I can't get out of my. I, I, I'll never watch it again just because it's like there was a scene with a cat that I could just never get over. But uh, was it Smile? I think it was. Yep. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah, I'll never watch that fucking movie again. I loved I, it. It oh, uh, it, it was so you take the you take the cat scene out for me as a cat lover. Like I can't do that. Like that'd be like you seeing a bunch of dead kids or something. Whereas I, yep. I'd be like, oh man, it's some dead kids, but I can't fucking see a dead cat like that. Fucking that fucked me up like hard. Like I was like swearing at the fucking screen <laughs> in the theater. I'm like I was like I was that obnoxious asshole. But yeah, don't watch that movie if you like cats. But it, it was a very scary, fucking intense, weird take on things. So, but we will probably close out on all that. And uh, I think Mr. Big Joey has a prepared sponsor read for us this week that he wanted to dive into. Uh, yeah, I actually do. Uh, I'm going to do this as a rare occasion. Um, I've been sitting on this one for a little bit, courtesy of someone in the Discord. 
Um, in the early to mid 2000s, a group of young men began lifting weights in western northeast South Dakota. Eventually, they settled on lifting at the Aberdeen YMCA, known for its plentiful supply of toilet paper. In 2014, they thought it would be kind of cool to have a YouTube channel. After some confusion over the name, a week later, a logo was created. In 2015, having outgrown their current gym, a group of powerlifters and crossfitters looked at gyms with the intent of changing them for the better and opened the Massonomics Gym. In 2016, two guys and another guy who literally just met one of the other two guys bought their first set of podcasting equipment to begin addressing the known issues with existing fitness podcasts. With a purpose to help the fitness community get strong, stay strong, and use their strength, the guy set out to just basically talk about gym stuff, and the Massonomics podcast was born. It's a podcast that you listen to with your ears, with the best guests and the silliest geese, the self-proclaimed lifting podcast about nothing. It's like the overwhelming relief of successfully evacuating your bowels after being constipated. Hundreds of overrated, underrated, and JD power-rated topics have been discussed both with and without druthers. So grabbing a piping hot LaCroix, put your tray tables up, and make sure your seat is in the upright and locked position as the Mossonomics podcast takes you to 10,000 feet view. New episodes on YouTube Sundays at 7 Eastern, 6 Central. That was fucking amazing. <laughs> I feel taller. I feel like I could run through a wall. <laughs> I think my back grew hair. <laughs> 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 that was courtesy of Big Jeff, um, my financial planner, Jeff. That was, yeah, he sent me a couple ver- versions about a couple weeks ago. And I was like, well, I'll just sit on that until, you know, until it's my turn to do an ad read. And uh, that was, a, yeah, it was fantastic. I don't think you can get any better than that one. There were like 30 Harkins in there, like legitimately, like every sentence. Yeah, it was all Easter eggs. All Easter eggs. I don't even know, like, there might have been a couple filler sentences just to bridge A from point A to point B, but like, damn, that was. I'm curious how much that was Chat GPT, or if he literally just like put some effort into that because that was. Uh, we appreciate that, Big Jeff. Thank you, buddy. That was good. Uh, the sentence I got, I studied up on episode 82 while walking the dog, so it sounds like it was all him. Nice. Yeah, uh, Big Jeff, I think he has been talking about he's going through the backlog. So that's uh, because a lot of those were older gyms, too. I don't even know how many of those were like running ads and like up to date jokes. But damn, (laughs) that was that was I enjoyed that immensely. So let's kick everybody out and get our uh, guest on the horn. Yeah, he's been waiting in that waiting room. Let's see if we can get him on the horn. All right. Go ahead. Hey, Big Bryce, is that you? Yeah, it's me. What's up? <laughs> hey, you are live on the Unpaid and Underrated podcast. Um, we don't, we don't want to miss any more gold, right? We we don't want to miss anything. So we're going to dive right in. Dive right in. Let's dive right in. Happy to be here. <laughs> Glad to have you, buddy. My first question. I'm going to just jump right in ahead of Keith because that's what I do sometimes. Um, what brought you to Massonomics, man? Tell us about your Massonomics uh, villain story. My villain story? Well, I think the, the first thing that ever brought me to Massonomics was uh, one of my strength coaches in college. I played football at Augustana. It's a Division two college in Sioux Falls. And one of the strength coaches like had a lift shirt that he showed me. He's like, isn't this cool? And then I was like, yeah. And so then I kind of became aware of Massonomics. And then just like, that's probably like my freshman, sophomore year of college. So like 2015, 2016. And I just followed like the Instagram since then but i didn't really dive in until like the last couple of years like 
just became a supporting member this January, I think. Oh wow, you newbie. Yeah, what was the hurry? You know, <laughs> probably when you signed when you signed up for the Lift Hard Live Easy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, pretty much. Were you in the same boat as uh, Big Paul, where you kind of already followed Massonomics for a bit before you realized they were a four-hour drive from your house? Yeah, dude. I don't even know. I didn't realize they were in Aberdeen for the longest time. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's pretty. Cool. I had no idea. I was like, this meme page rocks. <laughs> I thought it was a meme, just a meme page for the longest time. I was like, this meme page rocks, dude. These guys are killing it. They really get the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. Then they're just four hours from my house. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, there's something else I want to introduce. And if you don't mind, Keith, I, I added this to the show notes today. And I think I'm going to start asking every guest this. I like it. Is, is there a piece of Massonomics clothing that you regret not getting? Something that maybe was released and you were like, yeah, I might want that. And then it was gone. Um, there's like a, that banner that's like, uh, well, it's not clothing, but the banner that's like all the beer cans. Mm-hmm. It's like black. Mm-hmm. You know the one I'm talking about? Yep. I wish yeah. I would have picked that up. Or, oh, Massonomics is numero uno T. I wish I had that. Or Benchon 315. Those, those are the two. But if I had to pick the numero uno one, it would be probably the, the one if I had to pick one. I soon as I joined in and I was just like, I want that back. I, I pushed for that for like two years. And when they finally got it, I think I was like second order or something. Cause it's like, that was the shirt I wanted. Mm-hmm. That's the one I think. All right. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so for me, one thing that I wish I had gotten in on, uh, and it's kind of annoying too, cause they did bring it back last year was the bench and 315 shirt at the time I could not. Well, so technically I cannot just straight bench press 315, but since the shirt had went away, I'd have been able to, I can like one, two and three board 315. So in my eyes, that's close enough to be able to wear the fucking shirt at least. You know, my, my, my regular bench, is a little, 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 you know, 30 pounds off from that, but hey, whatever. Uh, so the bench in the 15, I would love to have for sure. And that's, that's that and the, uh, the Massonomics varsity shirt. Cause actually seeing that in person and just that, that like maroon really pops. Uh, a lot of, a lot of people were wearing that in Aberdeen and I uh, would prefer to have that shirt if I had to pick. I I don't bench 315. I actually barely even bench half of 315. Um, I really didn't start focusing on bench till probably like less than a year ago. And somebody did ask me, well, why are you wearing that if you can't bench 315? And I said, well, why are you wearing a football jersey if you don't play football? <laughs> <laughs> so then, well, it's not the same. It kind of is. <laughs> All right. Uh, go ahead, Keith. Uh, I think you got something on there. You vote. So, uh, Bryce, where do you want people to find you? We're going to ask you at the end, but if you just uh, people that are, you know, just if they're not familiar with, you know, just us calling you Bryce, who are you on Instagram uh, and Discord? Um, Big Bryce on the Discord. And then I am the big and sexy 74 on Instagram. Sexy doesn't have an E, it's just SXY. I don't know. They wouldn't let me put sex in my username. And, uh, my other my other IG you can find me on is Perfect Little Sweeties Gym. Um, that's just my like training page uh, where I post like my gym equipment I'm finding on Facebook Marketplace. It's probably the one I use the most. I, I can I can definitely relate to that as someone with uh, dual profiles. So uh, yes, I, I agree. Um, is did you do you find it kind of a hard sometimes to? to manage both accounts and ways your followers pretty similar on both or do you have like almost a different, like, do you have like a different 500 people on this one versus your personal? 
Yeah, I would say they're pretty different. I think the the lifting ones like more like similar accounts that are just like gym, people's gym pages and like people that are lifting. And then my my other ones like I've had forever. So it's like people I went to like high school with and college and just like people that I know in real life. I, I would say more. I'm big and sexy seventy four. Gotcha. So, but did you do you have in your profile now though that you are the lift he, lift easy the fuck the lift hard live easy classic silliest goose contest winner? Is that something that's in your profile? No, but I I need I need to add that to my bio. That's perfect. <laughs> I think you should, man. That, and your and your LinkedIn. In my LinkedIn. Oh yeah, <laughs> I made a LinkedIn when I was drunk in college. It's just like my profile picture is just a close up of my nose and my mustache. But I like don't <laughs> use LinkedIn. It just says I'm a professional wrestler. Like I'm, I just, it's not real at all. Well, speaking of wrestling, did you actually audition for WWE, or is that one of your friends buffing your balls? Because we got a lot of different, uh, you know, responses from I think people that knew you pretty well, and I don't, I honestly don't know how many of them were sincere and how many of them were like just like jokes. So, <laughs> is there a WWE aud- 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 audition story? Yeah, in 2019, um, WWE flew me down to Orlando, and I tried out with, like, 44 other people. Um, it was, like, 22 men, 22 women. And it was, like, it was weird. Like, everybody, <laughs> of all the dudes, like, half of them wrestled, like, on the independent circuit, and the other half were, like, football players. And uh, I was the only one who'd never been on a pro team roster, and I was, like, the youngest. And I was just, like, I am wow, way out class here. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't have, like, these guys. Where did the uh did the, did the did the talent guy just find you on Instagram or something or like where were you, how were you found essentially to even get the invite for that? Yeah, so if they posted like WWE uh posted like a ad like on some football website like that my my one of my old coaches was looking at like so all through college I was like just joking like I don't know why I'm in school like I'm just going to be a pro wrestler and then I would just like joke about it but like I never did anything about it. <laughs> And my, uh, my old old line coach after I was done playing, like found this ad on a, like a website where they post like football jobs and stuff. And it was like WWE and it was like calling all football players. So he like sent me the link and I just filled out this, like, you just put in your name, your birthday, like, so, like a few pictures of yourself, like videos of you doing stuff. So I just sent videos of me lifting weights, like just doing some rack pulls or something stupid. And like, didn't think I'd hear anything back i just sent it kind of on a whim i was like oh whatever you know um you put your like height and weight in there and then uh a month or two went by and i was actually at this like symposium uh from nursing school like we had to present our, our research project and so like my research project got to go to like another college and we were presenting and i was like eating lunch and i looked at my phone and i had this email from wwe it's like let us know by three days from now or something and we'll get the flights and everything and at the end of the month you'll come to Orlando and so like I went to all my professors in college and I was like hey I'm gonna need school I'm gonna need like I'm not gonna be in class on these days and they're like why and I'm like I'm going to Orlando to try out to be a professional wrestler <laughs> and all but one were like yeah absolutely you're excused like one was like I'm not gonna excuse you for you that but that's cool <laughs> I was like all right well I won't be here so bye yeah <laughs> priorities who was the uh who was the trainer um matt bloom i think was yeah he's like the yep yeah that's that's prince albert right yeah at the training center yeah 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 mark henry was mark henry was there yep yeah because he was a trainer for a bit too 
Yeah, Mark Henry was super cool. William Regal was a trainer for a little while too. I, I think he was there too. Makes sense. It was cra- it was really cool. Um, but it's like one of the most brutal things I've ever had to do. It was just like eight hours of like rolling around on the mats and like conditioning and stuff. And I just was like, Oh my God, my body hurts so bad. <laughs> Take a bump, then get up. Take a bump, get up. <laughs> if you have any uh, pictures or videos from that time, send it, send it either on the discord or send it to us and we'll post it on our page. I think a lot of guys would enjoy seeing that. Right. I, I think I just have like one picture. Um, Oh, that'll work. There, I'll, I'll look. I'll try to find some videos and stuff on the Performance Center website for WWE. But it was, it was crazy cool. Like, um, you got paired with like random roommates too in the hotel, and you got like paired with like a random group of people that drive in this rental car. And like, my rental car, like, uh, the the guy they picked to drive it was like he was the first Albanian NFL player, like Albanian born NFL player. He was cool. And then like my roommate was like a running back at uh. FSU when they won the national championship in like 2012, 2013. He was super cool. So it was just, I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was a gr- really fun experience. Now, the, uh, the the rental car you guys had, did that happen to be a, uh, a, a Tahoe with a DVD player in it? No, dude, I wish it was. That's like, that's high class. That's the way to be. Yeah. We hear you. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're, a big, you're a big fan of those. Yeah, dude, I I used to drive a 2007 Chevy Tahoe with a DVD player, and I would tweet about it all the time. Like, nice. I just had I had Shrek and Jackass Two were the two DVDs that I had in there. Yeah, you just kept them on rotation. Yeah, just you know, just kind of fun if you're like picked up your drunk friends from the bar and you just like were playing a movie. Like people love that. It was always hilarious. Well, speaking of bars, uh, you had a pretty good time in Aberdeen, the uh, go on top shelf and all that. What was uh, dragged my dragged my ass to top shelf? <laughs> <laughs> so we we know you liked your froggers and you went top shelf and all that jazz. But uh, about the meat specifically, what, what was what was your favorite part about like the actual meat at the ice rink? My favorite part, um, I would have to say just. Honestly, just seeing Jonathan Oldham put up like huge weights was like probably my favorite part. It, it just got me got me jazzed up, dude. Um, pulling seven sixteen, I'd, I'd never pulled more than I'd never pulled seven hundred. Even pulling seven sixteen was cool. And that's an awesome PR to get. That's probably the top. Yeah, and the fire. The fire was pretty sick. Yeah, <laughs> the fire was badass. <laughs> Those were. Were you intimidated? Well, were you nervous about those going into it? Because I was personally nervous that they were going to like throw throw me off, like like visually or mentally, and I would drop my fucking deadlifts. So, did you have any concern about that, or were you just like they were just kind of there and you didn't even pay attention? I didn't really think about it, but I mean, I like there was already a few flights before me too, so it's kind of like was true. Just expect, you know, I was just expecting it. I'm like, okay, like that's going to happen, and I'll be fine because everyone else has been fine, so I'll be fine. <laughs> I would say for a better picture, they should actually do the fire when you hit the lift, when you put it down. Because as soon yeah. as you drop it and then you get to like do the flex and scream and proud of yourself, that would be, be cool. way better pyrotechnics. I do like that idea. Rather than you're doing this face and you're trying to pull back and, and like lock it out and then fire hits and you're just like, well, now I'm hot. <laughs> just trying not to die. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Personally, I didn't watch a ton of the, like, you know, when you're competing, it's so hard to, like, watch your buddies lift. So, like, 
how many guys got the flame on like missed deadlifts or drop deadlifts? Cause like, cause I would just feel like, like that would just be like an extra level of like, man, this fucking sucks. And like the flame goes off and you like drop like, or, or they, 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 they hit it. Like, and you were like only three quarters of the way locked out and you just couldn't stand up with it. And it's just like, ah, not many, not many. But I, I'm assuming Dave did a real good job of like only hitting it right when he actually locked out. Because I mean, on, on mine, I was like fully locked out, and then they went off. I thought it was a little more interesting that they did it for the first attempts at all, and then for like some of the third attempts, nobody was doing it. I only I only got it on my third. Yeah. So at at some point, Dave stepped away, and Tanner was doing the announcing, and nobody was getting fire to the point <laughs> that I started going like. Where's that button? Like, I'm just going to do it. Like, this is somebody needs to keep giving these. Well, it's just like, how come some people got it and some people didn't? Like, I assume some people might feel bad. So I was like, I'll just go and do it myself because it looks like nobody is. But then somebody stepped up and started doing it again for the third attempts. But I thought that was, I think that was the only day. I don't think anybody got it like when they dropped or failed. I don't, not that I ever gotcha. I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, cool. Good to know. Good to know. So, we heard that you had the mayor and, co- and, 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 and the football player that uh, Keith constantly dreams about to your gym. Um, tell me about that. I think he is the mayor. No, Paul Foss is the mayor. Un- unofficially. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. <laughs> Here I am. Paul Foss. Paul Foss. Oh, God, we <laughs> leaned into that so hard. <laughs> everyone has to call everyone has to call him floss for like indefinitely floss man yeah the mayor and Keith came and lifted my garage um i feel like Cole and i have like followed each other on on twitter probably since he was like in college like sophomore junior college so i don't know he he dm'd me a few times like over the years to be like hey i'm in sioux falls like you want to go to the crowbar and i and i was just like working or something like it just never worked out and then like i don't know he reached out and he's like Can we were talking about it what's like so he came and then i just tweeted at the mayor and i was like hey this guy's coming co keeps coming you want to lift weights with us and he was like yeah so we just drank miller lights and lift weights in the garage it was awesome it was like 30 degrees out we had the door open it was <laughs> it got weird <laughs> Does the mayor lift or did he just show up and lift with you guys for like the first time? He he lifts a little bit. Uh he he was benching like 205 for oh, like triples if I remember. Like he's pretty strong. He does like he does like Ironman stuff. Like he does like biking and swimming and running and like he's like in way better shape than I'll ever be. <laughs> One of the hosts, you know, he has a beard and long hair. He wanted to know does Co'Keefe wear a masonomic shirt underneath his football pads? If it you know, if you had the inside track and had that information. I would think he does. I bet he wears like the I bet he wears the raw power Buffalo one, which is another one I wish I had. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a it seems to be a pretty like cult popular one kinda. I think I got it, but I got it in small. So now I can't really wear it that often because it's the the screen printing doesn't expand. So some small shirts are fine. Uh others yeah, you're just gonna rip through them. Yeah, if I had to guess, he wears that one. It's got probably got the sleeves cut off. If I would have to guess. So, uh, just in general, do you typically have people over at all, or is it pretty much you training alone and outside of like the occasional kind of you know having some buddies over? 
Like what's that, what's that ratio look like for you, for your training in your, in, in the, uh, little Swedish gym. So somebody can give me like lift off or something like that. I would say my friend Zeb comes over probably one to two days a week and trains. And, um, I would like it to be more, I would like to have like a more steady training partner, you know, like somebody that kind of has like similar goals and, you know, like wants to train a similar style. Like we don't have to be doing, you know, we wouldn't have to do the same thing, but I would like to have like a more consistent training partner for sure. Um, but yeah, I'd say probably like once to once to twice a week, someone, someone comes over. That's pretty sick. Now, as far as them being consistent, do you think it's, is it more schedule or more just, they're not serious lifter kind of like, they're just, they don't lift as often as you do kind of thing. Um, I think it's kind of his schedule a little bit that like gets in the way. Um, yeah, I don't know my schedule. I'm pretty much, I pretty much work like 6am to two thirty almost every day. So like my schedule is pretty consistent. Um, that's a great, that's a great schedule. I would, I would love if that was my schedule. Yeah, it's a f- fantastic schedule. One day a week, I work like eleven thirty to eight, but Ugh, that ruined it for me. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. One day a week, I sleep in and eat and eat cereal with my dog and watch TV. <laughs> like it's it's pretty sweet. I don't know. Nice, but yeah, I think that's it. I just don't really. I don't know. I'll, do you have the space to have more than a couple guys over? Like what? So what? Cap, what? Like what's the uh, square footage of little sweeties? Ooh, um, well, it's like a two stall garage, but my girlfriend still she still needs to be able to park in one stall of it. But I back it out when I'm training. So, um, I mean, it's like two guys, two to three guys would be three guys would be really pushing it. Two guys is fine though. Have you had any crew over yet? No, I haven't. Um, Big Mason was going to come this week, but he hurt his ankle. Masonomics. And, yeah, Masonomics. Big Paul. You don't need an ankle to bench, Mason. Yeah, it's yeah. Called, it's called Larson Press, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to. He's, he's doing his thing. He'll come over eventually. And then Big Paul, at some point, we're going we're gonna to get together. I might go to the swole shed. He's, he's going to come here. So, Oh, the shred shed. Yeah, you, you guys are going to close that gonna close that sanford and avera gap and finally unite the system i gotta get him to come over and join the blue crew at sanford i think i think he'd be a good addition can he just do the same job yeah you could we have a cath lab he could come work in the cath lab here that's great here at sanford yeah maybe i'll i'll have to talk to him about it (laughs) you heard it here first folks bryce is gonna start poaching from avera <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly you heard it here first well ho- hopefully you heard it here first because I, I was one thing I, I meant to mention it in the in our our pre-show well not pre-show but our our intro was i got some uh i can always tell when one of my buddies is like finally catching up to some of the episodes because he'll bring up something from like two or three episodes ago like like my buddy chris just texted me today something i don't remember what it was uh Oh, it was about how I think that the servers in upstate New York are all assholes and how like Aberdeen had like really like nice, pleasant, like staff, like customer service people throughout. So like, he's like, obviously three or four episodes behind because that was, the, that was the Massonomics, uh, meat recap. So it's just, it's just funny that like, and I, I and I see it too. Like in Discord, someone will chime, chime in with like an answer to a silly question from like three weeks ago sometimes. And it's just like, it harkens back. It's just like, it's, it's cool that like people are like, you know, 
you guys don't have to, you know, if you don't listen up to date, that's fine. There's a, there's fucking a thousand podcasts you follow, but if you're getting to us at some point, that's cool too. You know, we appreciate it. I actually, uh, last week with my Sesame street question, I had said on the podcast that I will allow Muppets. And then being a week later, completely forgetting. I said that people in the discord mm-hmm. were saying, well, what about this Muppet? And I was like, well, Muppets aren't on Sesame street. <laughs> and then I was, and then I was listening back on the podcast. I was like, "Oh, I totally said they could have Muppets." That's funny. <laughs> You're like, "Oops, I'm an asshole." Hey, uh, to, no, I don't actually get like. Are there? I didn't, I didn't get that reference about them. Like, I don't, I don't know shit about shit when it comes to Sesame Street. So, like, I didn't understand what you meant by Muppets. They're all Muppets to me, so I don't, I don't get it. No, so Sesame Street are humans and monsters. Yeah. Okay, and then they have some animals. And the Muppets are Muppets and animals and humans. All right. So there's like just there are actual like like the live action humans in costumes versus. Well, wouldn't how how's Elmo not a Muppet, though? He's like fucking this. He's like a because Elmo's a monster. Because Elmo lives. Elmo's Elmo's monsters live on Sesame Street. It's all Jim Henson, isn't it? Yeah, it's all the Jim Henson universe. But then technically, yeah, yeah. like you, you can include Dark Crystal, like you can include Dark Crystal, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Labyrinth. Just the difference is, like, uh, if they're on Sesame Street full time, they're a monster. Gotcha. Mm. And then if they're on the Muppets or anything else, they're a Muppet or whatever that is. Is Mister Noodles a monster? Who the fuck is Mister Noodles? Mr. Noodle, isn't he like Elmo's friend that's a guy? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, no, so there's like, there's different variations of Mr. Noodle. And then there's uh, Miss, Mr. Noodle's cousin. And then the dog, oh, the dog Noodle. No, he would be a person, a really stupid, stupid person. Oh, okay. He's a person. <laughs> and they're like, show us how to put on a hat. And then he's like putting it on his butt. And they're just like, oh, Mr. Noodle. And it's like, Mr. Noodle. Who, who is this neighbor that is being this stupid to your kids? Somebody get him some help. <laughs> so Miss, Mr. So that had to be who Tanner was talking about when he said it's a hat you wear on your head. He was talking to Mr. Noodle because he didn't understand what hats, where hats go. That, that all makes <laughs> sense now. That comes, that comes full circle. It's harkening back. <laughs> oh, that was good. Yep. It's a hat that you wear on your head, and then all the next week, all of us ripped Tanner, and then two months later, I brought it back just to be a jerk. <laughs> when he sincerely says stuff, and then it's just like it's just cannon fodder for like months. Oh, it just it's like oh, yep, I'm putting that in the I'm putting that in the memory bank, and I'm gonna pull that out in a couple months, and everyone's gonna laugh. So uh, speaking of Tanner, he did want to know. Uh, I, he, he knew you were really, he, he knew you were right on the cusp when you were worried about it and you kept on going to the sauna and, you know, <laughs> doing all this spitting and everything and wearing a sweatsuit. So did you make weight, you know, were you able to make the super heavyweight class for the lift hard <laughs> classic? You know, did you make the unlimited weight class? Were you able to make weight? Yeah, I was just, I was just a couple pounds like shy, you know, I mean, of like the max. So, uh, I did make weight though. Yeah. Yeah. I was like 385. <laughs> yeah. So at 385, what, what's your height? I'm hoping you're like, you're, I mean, I was, you were, you're, I, you and I, I, we didn't get to talk too much in person. Uh, we talked a little bit. You're definitely like 6'4 plus, aren't you? Yeah, I'm like 6'7. He's big, he's big, he's big show sized. Yeah, that's, that's, oh wow. So you're, wow, big size. I guess I just glossed over uh, how tall you were in person then. Damn. Uh, it's all that? the same. <laughs> yeah, everybody's the same size to me. 
<laughs> actually, one of my favorite things is not knowing who Bryce was uh, at the beginning, and then just watching him be really funny, and then just like at the end of it, like going to top shelf with him. I think I, if I had to share a memory of Bryce, it was going the fuck is that guy? He's a big dude. And then like seeing you lift and seeing everybody loving you. And then I was like, all right, I got to get to know that guy. And then by the end of the night, you're like, you're not leaving without going top shelf. And I'm just like, <laughs> I was like, I, am I, I barely so remember drunk. doing that. Too. Oh, <laughs> I was, I was like one eye in it and just like Jen and, and Ryan and Steve really wanted to leave. And I was like, all right, I'm ready to go. And then Bryce is like, no, you're not. And he like grabbed me. It's <laughs> like, we're going top shelf. And he's like, you knew my name and everything. You were like, Joey, let's go. And I was like, Okay, it's big man I just met. I will follow you up. And then I couldn't dance because the lights were the floor was stickier than a frog's ass. And the lights oh, yeah. were blinding. And I'm just I'm just like up there like doing the Mr. Bean dance. Right. <laughs> just like trying to dance. Uh but yeah, anyway. So that was my favorite thing of noticing how tall Bryce was. <laughs> so you 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 touched on something that leads to another question there. Uh Big Bryce, our this is uh, a fan, a fan slash friend submitted question: Are Beans going to make a comeback? Don't know the relevance of that story, but maybe you do. Are Are Beans going to make a comeback? My friend Jacob Grimm and I we played football together. We we made a podcast where we would just eat a can of beans. It was kind of honestly it, looking back <laughs> at it, it was kind of like what they do with the Lacroix. We would just like open a can of beans and like each of us would eat our own. Can of beans, like I would eat like a cold can of refried beans, and we just like recap our weeks and whatever. One episode, we just got like we had his parents on, we just got hammered with his parents. Like it, it was, it was kind of a reckless podcast, honestly. It, yeah, that's the one that you don't tell employers about. <laughs> probably, uh, probably a lot of things I should not have said on there. Yeah, do not. Yeah, I can't. I can't be too <laughs> let people know too much about that. How many episodes? So, if you don't want people to find it, that's fine. Is it? But is it still up? And how many episodes did you uh, put out? It's still up. I bet we put out like night. I would say like in the fifteen-ish episodes zone. <laughs> and we were like really, we were really irregular. Like we'd post like twice a week, and then we'd go like two weeks, and we'd do like an episode. And yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we didn't have that many listeners, but it was it was a lot of fun. We just get together in this like basement and just eat beans if you could have seen keith's face when you explained that that was amazing it's the opposite of a keith eye twitch he he that was that hit him hard there was a there might have been a delay too because i was like is he gonna talk and then it like i think i missed the intro because it was just cutting out and then i caught like we just eat beans and i was like oh that's 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 a, that's a thing people do on a podcast that's pretty cool yeah but no that that's that's ironic you made it about 15 episodes because we are right around that number right now so that's, i don't think we actually mentioned what episode we were on so we're roughly on 15 episodes so. all the episodes are the same to me um but apparently uh we might have a little beef here with our big check business yeah <laughs> i didn't even realize that i just saw it in the notes there oh all right we got a little zone is this gonna there. ruin the sound if i because i have to plug my phone in it's like gonna die is this is this gonna go plug it in we'll deal with whatever comes we'll fucking we'll do it live there's no fucking words on it. That's like, so just while you're plugging your phone in, um, when I was a bartender and uh, that was actually my favorite thing is whenever anything would happen that like 
you didn't want to deal with or was slightly difficult, you would just hear me from behind the bar yell, we'll fucking do it live. And, <laughs> and that's just how you knew that just like shut up and do your job was about to happen. And that's still kind of like, it still goes to me this day. Like, I don't want to go to the gym. Just, just fuck it. We'll do it live. We'll just go. I'll write it. There's no words on it. What does that mean to play us out? And I just, that's just like how I motivate myself to just shut up and do the thing I don't want to do. And I'm going to claim ignorance. I don't get the reference. Is it like a movie or quote or a song quote or something like the do it live thing? I'm completely over my head on that one. I've heard you say it multiple times and it just never, I just play along. I don't know. <laughs> um, a famous uh, a talk show pundit who was a newscaster beforehand uh, had a breakdown on TV that was recorded where they, they were trying to get him to practice uh, but because he didn't understand the words that were on the monitor, he just lost his mind. And I think the... the I may have seen that. Uh, yeah, the words were something like, to play us out, here's Sting or whatever. And he just got mad. To play us out, I don't know what that means. And then he just started yelling, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> I'll write it. We'll fucking do it live. Uh, just, do screaming live. At, just screaming at the staff. I, I don't remember his name. Like, uh, but it doesn't matter. It's it's genuine gold, but also motivational gold. Now back to this big check here. Yeah, I thought I had the only one in existence. I thought there was two, but it turns out one of them is I have the only one. Uh, but you have your own. Yeah. Um. One night, my friends and I were drinking, and we were like, "Wouldn't it be sick if we had a giant check?" And so we like all threw down like 10 bucks and it was like 30 bucks on Amazon. We threw down like five or 10 bucks and we're like, we can each take turns with it. Like I'll start with it. Then it can go to your house and we can just like alternate weekends. And we were like, we were coming up with all these scenarios we would need a giant check for. And it just been in my garage. I don't know. We were like, we'll have a giant check party. It was just, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like if you and I had a little more, time together we could just exchange the stupid things we do while drinking with our friends yeah because it sounds like you're like me and you're just willing to commit to a bit as long as it makes one of us laugh yeah absolutely i created an entire fake business okay around selling pubic wigs merkins yeah to the blue collar workers in my steel city called Workin' Merkins. And we had this was us sitting around 5 p.m., been drinking since 11, mm. sitting around a table just laughing at the idea of selling Merkins to these, like, blue-collar dudes that have no clue what a Merkin is. And yeah, and th but then somehow Workin' Merkins became just, like, the actual thing I did every business venture under afterwards. Like, that became my <laughs> real business name. <laughs> <laughs> really funny yeah everything is just like a product of work in merkins by yeah it was so dumb um but it's just one of those things that we just committed to at that point went on forever um i'll shout out my brother bryce i hope this one makes you laugh because this one is really funny to me so my brother is a calgary flames fan okay and um for years i drank with my brother in his basement like we'd go there every weekend and have some fun you go home and he's just got Calgary Flames and Buffalo Bills stuff everywhere. 
And he had this thing that was, it just said the man cave and it had the Calgary flames thing on it. And I'm telling you, I've been down there for 10 years. And my friend Jay, who's the other part of work in Merkins walks in, looks up and goes, you guys have been drinking in the Seaman cave for years and never told me. And it broke all of us because yes, that's what that sign said. So then me and so me and Jay, like probably like four years later, sitting in my backyard, uh, ordered some like Boston pizza, which is you know, just some pasta and some pizza, and are sitting there drinking second day in a row. And I was like, you know, I think he needs a seaman cave sign for his garage. So we had a vinyl seaman garage. <laughs> sent up and sent to him from our friend and he gets it in the mail like a week later he's like you guys are stupid and we're like yeah yeah we are (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious i love my brother so much there's some silliest goose times you gotta commit to the bit like that's that's if it makes you laugh when you're thinking about it and it costs like less than like less than you make it a day just do it. It's probably going to be funny again. Right. If it's funny to only yourself, it's worth it. <laughs> My wife got me good on something like that the other day. I don't know if I talked about it on here, but she, uh, I'm always putting banners up in the gym and then she got me like just the most like preteen girl unicorn flag banner thing and like taped it up behind my deadlift platform without telling me. And was just like a, as a joke. And when I saw it, I about shit myself laughing so hard. And it was all, it was just funny. So yeah, I, I get, I get that. But, uh, to harken back to your story, I think the biggest thing I took away from it, it was a very funny story. Very, I love the commitment to a, a bit. What the fuck is Boston pizza? I've never heard someone refer to like a Chicago pizza, Detroit pizza, New York style. What the fuck is Boston pizza? Yeah. I forget sometimes there's, um, there's three things that are Canadian and I can remember the two off the top of my head. Uh, but Canadians don't actually like taking um, credit for what we invent. Uh, Hawaiian pizza is a Canadian invention. And we have just ham and, ham and pineapple is like yep basic. Yep, good. I love it. Uh, but we also have a restaurant called Boston Pizza. So it's a sports bar restaurant. So one side is a bar. The other side is a kid friendly restaurant. TV's everywhere showing whatever garbage sports are going on replays usually uh, and it's just a menu of like pasta and pizza uh it's it's incredibly run-of-the-mill i think un- if i had to compare it to anybody i would compare it to chilies it's like the canadian version of chilies canadian red robin no red robin doesn't exist oh oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's it's like the food is okay right they, they've got mats for the kids to color on the kids menu is bigger than other places you can host kids birthday parties and they, so like yeah it's so it's more of a place it's it's more of a place than a thing well it's a literally a place not a thing yeah it's a chain restaurant up here roger makes sense because i was like boston pizza I'm like i don't know what that means but good to know i i i'm glad i asked that because i i guarantee there's at least three or four other people listening that look like consider themselves kind of like food connoisseurs and like have never heard the term Boston pizza. So I think that uh, if I didn't ask, it would have definitely been asked in the discord. So you're welcome guys. <laughs> yeah. Translate Canadian. Sometimes I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It, I, I do like the diversity. I've definitely like 
I don't think how many Canadians I've like hung out with in life. Like my cousin was married to Canadian for a while, but they got divorced like 20 years ago, but I'm still friends with her on Facebook just because she's like the mother of like my cousin's kids and shit. So I don't know. Other than that, like I don't have a whole lot of Canadian influence. I think technically my wife is like an eighth Canadian maybe or a quarter Canadian. I know her granddad is Canadian. So I guess a third Canadian then. Not, not quite sure how that works. I don't think there's a Canadian chromosome, but I hear you, but is Keith Canadian by marriage? Well, just so like as far as like the like like her her grandfather was born in Canada. You're not far from you're not far away. Just come up. It's fine. Well, cur- currently, yeah, I, we do. We should figure that out at some point because I'm I don't know. I'm like an hour and a half from Niagara Falls, give or take. So I don't know how far. I think you're like four or five hours from there, though, aren't you? Uh, from Niagara Falls, I'm like an hour away. Oh shit! So we are like three and a half hours away max. So we can probably figure that out some weekend. We have to like we have to like almost make it like content worthy though too to like it's like a somewhat of a commitment to then like we got to get some reels out of that. I've been known to do that. I love I love Bryce right now because he clearly can't have his headphones in, so we are just looking at the top of his head. Yeah, and I can't hear that well, so I'm just like really just being quiet so I can hear what you guys are saying. <laughs> oh shit! Wonder if you, yeah, if you need to turn up higher or is it kind of just maxed out? That sucks. Sorry, I have the volume up all the way, but it, it, it'll be fine. I can hear you guys like the most part. All right, so tell us where. Uh, so big waffle iron, if you know him, Steve wants to know where did Little Sweetie's gym name come from. Um, I just thought it was fun. Like, I was being kind of a silly goose. Um, I think like I think people with like the I think it's kind of your thing, Joey. Like the go to war with the bar kind of names of like gyms. Like I just think that's that's too cheesy for me, dude. I had to be perfect little sweeties. Like it was funny, and I was like, if my friends come over, they can be perfect little sweeties, you know. Aww. So it I I don't really know what it came from, to be honest. No, I love that. It's that's... like the silliest name I could think of. Commit to the bit. Yep. Okay, I'm going to go uh, your favorite host lift beer. Miller Lite. I, I don't know. I just. And why is it Miller Lite? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Miller Lite guy. It's great taste, less filling, I think, is their thing. <laughs> I actually am drinking a Miller High Life right now because I was looking at the price of everything and was like, that's like $4 cheaper than everything else. So I'm with you on that one. The champagne of beers, dude. The champagne of beers. Yep. All right. I got two. One one should be quick, um, hopefully. So what's the silliest max variation lift you've ever tried in the gym? Like, do you, does it sound, so it sounds, it sounds like you do a bunch of accommodating resistance stuff possibly. So what's the, uh, I don't know, what's, what's like the funniest, weirdest lift you've done in the gym? The weirdest lift I've done in the gym. Um, uh, I'm, I don't get too crazy with it. I mean, I'll do like, reverse bands i'll do chains i'll do like banded stuff but yeah that that's all good i i, I figured if there's not a, if there's not an instant answer i i, I figured someone was asking specifically because they they were they were hunting for something so yeah you're good no worries about that one so this is uh your sister gave us a lot of data so i, I wanted to you know honor her at least by asking one of her main questions uh i believe it was your sister maybe i'm misinterpreting that because i thought it was your girlfriend that gave me the Dad, but I don't know. Anyway, um, from his sister, uh, why is his mole always on my side? Oh my god, <laughs> that was my sister. Um, so 
when we were kids, like I'd always ride on like the side of the car that was like behind the driver, and she always rode behind like the passenger side, like in like minivans or whatever growing up. And like uh when my head's shaved, when I actually don't have long hair, there's like a big mole like right here. And she would be like, she'd be like, your mole's on my side. And she'd just like, <laughs> she would like make a big deal out of it. She'd be like, your mole's on my side. Get your mole out of here. It's grossing me out. It's it's just like a like it's just like a small like very I'm glad I, not that gross, but that's really funny. She she'd make. I'm really glad I asked that. Okay, so that makes sense. So your your girlfriend had to have got that question from your sister. That's why I was I was very confused. Oh, okay. I was like I was like I copy and pasted this, but I definitely didn't talk to your sister. So that makes sense now. So yeah, yeah you better not talk to my sister, Keith. I slid into a lot of big Bryce's, you know, close personal acquaintances. <laughs> and honestly, your girlfriend was the only one that fucking responded. Uh, I, th- I think, and your response was basically like, "My dad doesn't know how to use Instagram, and your buddies, I think, were busy." And their defense, they might have been some of the guys that responded when we tagged you in the story, uh, oh. but no one actually responded to my actual conversations. So, you know, but I think we've done a great job of filling an hour and a half so far. So, I think that'll wrap wrap up the interview. Well, I have a generic question. It's not a. It's not my silly question. Um. And I feel like you might be my last Midwesterner for a little bit. Uh, my TikTok has recently been full of Midwestern salads. Now, I think that the guys don't talk about this enough. Maybe they're ashamed. And I know he's listening. And I bet this comes up then. Um, but <laughs> so Midwestern salads, um, they sound like a diabetic nightmare, Bryce. Um, tell me about your favorite midwestern salad Ooh, i'm gonna have to go snicker salad oh fuck yeah it's is like, that the one with the apples and the snickers yeah it's like yeah. cool whip apples <laughs> cut up cut up snickers <laughs> yeah i love that we call it a salad i mean there's a reason i'm in the super heavies man that's like a salad here in the midwest <laughs> there's apples in it of course it's a salad uh keith you look so confused so no is that, are we talking like a literal lettuce salad or is this like a, a joke on a dessert name no so snick a snickers salad is cut up snicker bar a salad's just like a combination of like anything from your pantry pretty much i okay. think at this point hold on yeah all right all right all right maybe that's going to be the silly question uh maybe not all right we'll get into some of that because i want to talk about that a little bit um just to explain what a snicker salad is so it's literally chopped up snickers bars yep. chopped up granny smith apples milk vanilla pudding and whipped cream and then you and you eat that well no so that's the thing is no midwestern salad i have seen looks good to me at all the the marshmallow marshmallow and raisins or whatever that one is it's just been so tiktok has just been sending me all of these and i'm just like how have they never talked about this Despite all of the is Ohio Midwest, all that stuff about Midwestern that I don't care about, I care about this. So I wanted to know. All right. So Snickers, the Snicker salad, that's your favorite. Um, uh, yeah. So there is there is a, a thing in our world that I sometimes bother people with because it, it makes their brain go funny. Um, but maybe this I'm going to use this as my silly question of the week. Are you aware? That every food is either a salad or a sandwich. Oh, yeah. I think I've heard this, maybe, but 
Yeah, that's crazy. Soup is technically just a salad. Chili is it's just a water salad. salad. Yeah. Yep. Liquid, liquid yep. salad. And then everything else is a sandwich. A wrap is a sandwich. Every everywhere in the world's the Midwest too. I ate like twelve ounces of steak tonight only. How is that a salad? It's a sandwich with no bun. It wasn't a fucking. That's not a fucking. That's not a fucking. Sa- that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. It's not a sandwich. That's is. That's it. What did you have on it? I was uh, so I had like a, I guess technically I had like a serving of rice and a steak, but it was mostly steak. The, the, we were out. We were out of what? What was on the steak? Was there salt and pepper on the steak? Yeah, uh, McCormick's uh, steak seasoning. So it's a salad. <laughs> I thought, no, it's not. A salad has lettuce. No, not every salad has lettuce. Because I know, like the like mac mac macaroni salad, you know, tuna salad. A traditional Greek salad, no lettuce. You're not supposed to have any lettuce in a Greek salad. No, oh, because it's all veggies and it's like cucumbers and olives and yeah. I did have ham salad for dinner last night. That was really good. Like on uh, on a so oh, so I had ham ha- ham salad on a sandwich. No, <laughs> ham good. Yeah, but that's just now. It's just a sandwich now. It's a salady sandwich. I don't know. That's uh, that's a very. I guess so. I need. I need the lot. Like, Liz, like, what's the paragraph that explains why I'm wrong and you're right, and things are salads and sandwiches only, and how <laughs> meat without a bun is a sandwich? Because fuck off with that noise. <laughs> it's a salad. Well, I don't know. If you put barbecue sauce on it, it becomes a salad, because it becomes a soup. But anyway, that's not my silly question of the week. I hope not. I do. I do. I, we can circle back to it at the end or something. But I do have a salad thing I want to get into at some point. No, do it. Do your salad thing. Okay. So, have you? For me, I never called it this as a kid growing up, but it might just be like the, what the more common name of it is. Have you guys ever heard of a Pittsburgh salad? No. And do you know what that is? Okay. So, a Pittsburgh salad. So, for me, it was just, it was fairly common to have on the menu in restaurants in West Virginia growing up. Um, so, just think of like a really good steak salad or chicken salad. You know, so like, you know, your your basic house salad with like a large amount of protein on it and some like bread and shit. So take that and add a full serving of French fries on top of it. That's just okay. The reverse protein. So basically fry so fry like French fries on a salad is like just if you were to Google it, I think it I think a lot of people call it a Pittsburgh salad. I never called it a Pittsburgh salad, but if you were to like explain it to someone, that's like the only way that'll come up, I think, if you Google it. But uh I grew up, there were multiple restaurants that had like really good versions of that. And like to this day, when I go to my parents' house, like once every couple of years, like I go out on my way to go to that restaurant and have that salad that I've been eating since I was like 11 years old when I moved to that town and like found it. So if you've never, if you ever just make a really like decent salad with like steak or chicken, throw some french fries on it. Tell me, t- tell me what you think. It's like steak frites. It, it's, it's like a steak frites, but it's salad frites. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So. That was, uh, if you guys are familiar with that, if you haven't, if you're, if you're a listener and you want to try something new, just throw some french fries on your salad. Would you rather have bad chicken or bad steak in your Pittsburgh salad? <laughs> bad chicken, for sure. <laughs> bad, bad chicken, 100%. I've had this, I know it's a joke, but like, I've had both, and like, the bad steak sucks, but like, the bad chicken, you can just like power through, and it's just like, it's just, bad, ch- bad chicken is just kind of, is just like, it's almost just like crunchy, you know, or, or it's just like eating a crouton or something. It's just there. 
where or just adding bulk to the salad whereas with like bad steak becomes like you have to choose so much more on shitty steak than shitty yep. chicken yeah and it's just like the flavor the like bad flavored steak tastes worse than mediocre to bad flavored chicken one thing we missed in this entire conversation is that the superior red meat is bison oh yeah i would agree if it wasn't so fucking expensive i would i would eat bison i would eat bison steaks like three days yeah. a week if they didn't cost 24 dollars for a serving and a half yeah all i would eat if i could is just straight up bison i was actually at the fergus games last week the highland games i think i spoke about it a little bit um but i ended up I always look for the game meat whenever I'm at these types of festivals because I love just trying different meats. I ended up getting some crocodile pepperettes, some elk pepperettes, and I forget what the other one is. It might be kangaroo. Um, hmm. And because it's just like, it's one of those things that I just, I try and eat. as <laughs> This is going to sound so bad. <laughs> Pete is coming after this podcast, guys. Um, I try and eat as many animals as I can. I just try and just add it to the list of things I have eaten. And uh, crocodile was, I've had alligator, but I've never had crocodile. So that definitely got on the list. Uh, if you ever get a chance. Yeah, it's just for science, man. It's for science. Uh, if you ever get a chance to try elk, I promise you, you will not regret it. Yeah, it's delicious. I've had elk steaks. I've had uh, ground elk, elk pepperettes. It's, it's like bison, but a little better, but like three times the cost. Oh, wow. That's outrageous just because bison is already double to triple what steak is or ground beef not around here um we actually yeah we have some um some bison farms around us so so bison is very like it is expensive compared to um i mentioned earlier the the bird of beef um in alberta um they they they, again they they call themselves the beef capital but what they essentially are is they have a um a ranch quote unquote about the size of a small city. And and it's essentially just a giant killing floor. Um, yeah, so like everybody heralds this as the top tier beef in Canada, but it's just a giant like factory process killing floor. So uh, there's been times where like one breakout of some bacteria will shut down all of the beef in Canada because everybody just focused on this one city. Uh, so... When you go looking for these little farms around us, that's where you start finding the alternatives. You've got your bison, you've got your local grass fed, you've got all that kind of stuff. So um, I was able to source some bison farms around us. And like I said, it's not cheaper, but it's not whatever's coming out of that place some days. <laughs> anyway. So I guess I'll do my silly question. Despite my everything's a salad and everything's a sandwich. Well, again, like are hot dogs a sandwich? People get all mad about that question. The answer is yes. A hot dog is definitely a sandwich, but but everything that I said earlier is not a super salad. (laughs) One thing you said. Possibly. Okay. Yeah. I Um, I do like some macaroni salad, though. So I started, sometimes I'll just sit here and watch YouTube, right? Like when I'm just bored. Um. So I just wanted to ask the question, what's your favorite music video or a music video that has just lived in your head since the first time you saw it? That's funny. I was actually going to kind of ask you, so you guys a similar question. Like what music video would you lit? Would you pick to live your life in? Like Ooh. you have to live that music video for a day, but 
the music video that lives in my head the most is probably DMX's Rough Riders Anthem, where they're just like riding around like on the streets. I'm like doing like uh, wheelies on like four wheelers, and they have like dogs, and they're like, it's just like <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it just looks like a wild time. It's insane. Oh God, I love DMX. Obviously, you know the weird parts of both side, but that's a good call. And actually, I was gonna say my favorite video, but I think I'm gonna save my answer of that for what you're going to ask. If that's what you're going to ask us, Keith, what do you got? Oh God. I haven't watched music videos in 20 years. Uh, right. I felt like we should explain a little bit to the younger people. What a music video is. (laughs) It'll stick out to me the most, honestly, as a buddy Holly by Weezer specifically, because we got to come, we got windows 95 in whatever year. I mean, I would say whatever year. Oh, it was 1995. It wasn't. It was either 94 or 96. It's just the way they do like releases of shit. So like mid nineties, uh, with the computer came, was it fucking Encarta? I think it was basically like, this was a pre us having internet. So there was just like a preloaded disc with like an encyclopedia in it, basically. And then inside of that, actually, no, that might've, that was completely different. But basically when you bought, it was the first computer we had that had windows uh and there was two preloaded music videos and one of them was weezer's buddy holly and as like a 10 year old i was just like i didn't even because i didn't have mtv at my at my house by uh so i didn't like have any access to any kind of music video so just being able to watch music on a video was just so surreal at the time so yeah there was another one i think it was she, she wasn't even famous but it was uh Every now and then, I, I honestly, I, I have to Google like nineteen nine Windows ninety five music video every now and then to get it to come up. I can't remember her name or the song, but it was like I could, I, I could like hum the whole song in my head, but I couldn't actually say what it was. But like those two, honestly, will stick out to me indefinitely because I watched those significantly more than I ever watched the music video on MTV or VH one or CMT or whatever. All right, um, I actually don't even have an answer for that question I asked you guys, which is really weird. Um, I would say tool schism is one of the ones that I will never forget the first time I saw it first time I watched it and then seeing tool because the models or the acrobats in the tool video were from Toronto, which is right near me. When I went and saw tool, they were there and they were dressed in the costumes. Now I've seen tool over a dozen times and they've never done that again. It was only so that cool. one concert in Toronto and they showed up in their costumes with the makeup and they were like hanging from the ceiling doing aerobatics and stuff like that. So just because of that experience with the video, I would say that that's, that's probably my answer to that one. Um, but it is just kind of interesting how music videos are still being made. Taylor Swift is making music videos right now, but there's no, there's nothing like we had. Right. We had much music up here. We had um, the much music one, much music. We had country music. Uh, we had all of that up here. We had, interestingly, youth television, which was uh, publicly funded uh, YTV, we called it. They had a one hour per week music videos. And that was the first time I ever saw Cradle of Filth. Which was on the on the on the youth television. They played her ghost in the fog, and I think that's actually the uh, awakening of my love of extremely heavy music. And that was kind of funny, is that you couldn't see that on the music video station, but YTV would play it, which was insane. 
Um, so it's just fun that it's like kids, kids nowadays. Uh, that's another thing. Anybody that says the phrase nowadays, don't listen to them. But like, it's just interesting that they don't have the same um, experience with music videos that we got to have. I honestly think they might have it better though, because you everything's on YouTube. Like, are so are there artists that that aren't putting out YouTube videos to like promote their songs like on YouTube? Like, you they have to be right. Like, does, they, does everyone know? YouTube's an algorithm. YouTube would have never shown me Cradle of Filth. Yeah. Right? Like, it it might randomly show you things it thinks you like, but you didn't have to sit through trash to see the one you like. You didn't have to sit there with your finger on the record button waiting for your favorite music video, and then suddenly another artist of a completely different genre shows up, and you're just like, whoa, wait a minute. This is new to me. Right? And I think that... You know, we can get all into that kind of conversation, just where the algorithms just cater to you in such a specific fashion that you're never going to get to experience something that just shocks your worldview. Um, so I, I would say that, yes, with access to unlimited everything all the time, you would argue that you could have it better. But when you have so many choices, you will always choose what you're comfortable with. Yeah. If you've never seen Cradle of Filth, if you don't know who I'm talking about, you go ahead and go watch Her Ghost in the Fog. And that's a very heavy song. It's probably one of their least offensive at the time. Um, and just imagine me as a, like a 13-year-old kid <laughs> who's listening to just whatever my mom and my brother listened to. And like it was like the first time I deadlifted, where it, it was just like, right. this is me now. Mm. i love heavy music now this is my personality for the next two years (laughs) well anyway that's my silly question of the week they're not getting as silly as they are just like let's chat about stuff for a few minutes i'll try and get back into the silliness of them we've been hit or like they've all been kind of hit like you i i feel like there's some that you thought were gonna like i mean same with like everything i think we've done some shit we thought was gonna like blow up and like be a half hour conversation and then it was like 30 seconds and then like vice versa you're just like oh this is going to be stupid and then we talk about it for 45 minutes or something so it's just there is no (laughs) we don't understand the algorithm of our podcast yet either (laughs) of how it's going to react with the uh, guest and the other co-host with shit we say so shocked to my fucking core that nobody knew any sesame street characters that honestly blew me away. <laughs> That's sad, dude. I, I, I would love to. I, dude, the count is the best. I love the count. He's got my favorite Sesame Street song. You've got bones, bones, bones. You've got bones inside of you. I could go on and on about Sesame Street and the Muppets. Dude, I could go on and on about the Muppets. See, uh, saved my should have saved my question for this week. I was a very unsupervised kid, and I had older siblings. So, like, if there was a TV, I didn't have the remote. And if I was like five, we were watching whatever like my you know twelve year old brothers were watching. So I have little memory at all of ever watching like shit as a kid. Like I'm I'm watching like R rated movies when I'm like six. So it's like I don't I don't have a a, a ch- fond childhood memories of like watching like PG or NG rated shit just because that just didn't wasn't wasn't how I was grown up. I missed out on a lot of random shit like that. I feel. You should revisit Sesame Street, Keith. I think you'd really like it. <laughs> you know, I've never seen an episode of uh, the the "Won't You Be My Neighbor" show either. What the fuck was that one called? The uh, you've never seen Mister oh, Rogers? Rogers Neighborhood. No, I, 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 
like I know it like I've known of him for years, but like I've never I think I was like, oh, what is this on PBS? No, I'm good. I'm gonna I did watch you know what I watched randomly a lot of is like you know, probably like almost too old to watch it was a Shining Time Station. Like that was a like the one that I think the trains was kind of the spinoff of, wasn't it? Uh, but it was mostly just oh. like the kids, the kids in like the in the uh, the train can uh, what the fuck is what's like the waiting room in a, in a train station? They're just the train station. Like I just remember watching that a lot when I was like eight, nine, ten years old or something. And what was funny is uh, was it Ch- Cheech was like a fucking conductor or something? I think at one point too, which was yeah. really George, funny. It was George Carlin. Yeah, and Cheech okay, Marin. yeah, it was yeah. way off. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I believe Cheech Marin was there for a bit. And so was George Carlin. Uh, but going back to the Mr. Rogers thing, um, there's a phrase I've always kind of tried to live by. And I can't say I'm always perfect at it, but it was, uh, what would Mr. Rogers do? And it comes down to him. And honestly, Steve Rogers, Captain America. Those are the two Rogers you should live your life by. You ask yourself what they would do in a situation. It's probably the right call. Mr. Rogers was an absolute unparalleled like i don't we won't get too far but like he's like if you had to say angels existed he was probably one of them yeah because he just cared so much about making sure that children were raised with empathy and love and compassion and that no child should ever be left and felt alone i'll tear up thinking about him because everything i've ever read about the guy he was just that top level of person and uh you know, if you can watch his movie, watch his movie. But yeah, even watching his show. Yeah, I do. I would check it out. Yeah, that's that's it kind of bums me out that you haven't seen that, to be honest. Thanks, Bryce, for bringing that one up. <laughs> My buddies at work were talking about it the other day. Was it true that he actually like had like full sleeve tattoos and was like a, a big army veteran guy? Was that, is that just all lore? They were blowing smoke up my hand. He was. I believe he was in the army, but the tattoos thing is a myth that I under, that I understand. I wish that part was true. Do you recommend watching the Tom Hanks movie then and then maybe uh, diving into it a little bit? Absolutely. Watch that movie. It'll make you love Tom Hanks even more a little bit too. That's that's Tom Hanks is up there. So yeah. Okay, cool. Well, enough of this uh, sappy, make you make you cry, everybody. We're getting a little <laughs> too deep tonight, boys. So let's see. We knocked out the interview. We knocked out the silly question. We knocked out the ad read. What does that leave, Joey? Well, I think there's one more segment. Well, two more segments, but what's the next one? It's overrated and underrated. Hey, I like that one. Hey, Bryce, have you ever heard of overrated and underrated? Uh, I think it's come up a time or two. I I might be able to understand it. Well, essentially, we've got a uh, couple of hand-picked items just for you. And you have to tell us whether they're overrated or underrated based on however you feel. Uh, it could be the worldview, your view, or Mr. Rogers' view. Uh, and you are just got to pick one. You, there's no riding the line. And you do have your druthers. All right. As usual, Keith, I'm going to have you do the first three because I think that we've been. All right. Everything's riding on this. Everything's riding on this game. Okay, Keith, go ahead. Don't don't mess this up, Big Bryce. I think you got the gist of it. So number one for Big Bryce of overrated and underrated. This comes from our good friend, Paul Floss. He wanted to know what you think about private liberal art schools. Oh, under underrated, dude. <laughs> private liberal art schools. Yeah, underrated. Why is that? A private liberal arts school stole all my money. <laughs> <laughs> What's a private liberal arts school? And that's still underrated. I think that would be overrated, wouldn't it? Yeah. What's What's a private liberal arts school? Um, 
I don't really, I don't know. It's like a private, I went to like a private college. Like it's not like a state college. It's like a private school and like more expensive basically, right? Yeah. I don't know. It was like a liberal arts college. I don't know. I had to take like a foreign language classes and like, I don't, I don't think it made me a better person or anything, but it was fun. <laughs> I took American sign language as my foreign language. Hell yeah. Yeah, it was cool. I that would actually be pretty useful. I've yeah, I've actually have used it quite a few times. There's this uh guy that's that's deaf that I run into at the bars and I always like talk to him in sign language and like I obviously do a horrible job, but he'll teach me new signs and stuff. It's super fun actually. Yeah, your guess, accent is really cool. Your accent is shit. <laughs> Yeah, my yeah. Well, it's like I'm hard, I'm drunk, so I'm probably like slurring my fingers. I don't know. All right. All right, big Bryce number two. Let me see what I want to pick. Oh, ever got a good one? Uh, what do you think about bounce houses? Ooh, uh, oh, overrated, overrated. All right, I and mean, why are we asking you this? I, I don't know. Um, I helped to like I. Helped at a golf tournament earlier this summer, and like I was, I like there was like a golf, there was like a big obstacle course one, and I pointed at this kid. I was like, "You, me, we're racing," and I like didn't really fit in there very well. He like he dusted me. He beat me so bad. It's probably that overrated, dude. That kid cheated. That is that is not the story we got. We got the story that you worked at in a uh, you know an inflatable house store or sorry. You basically oh yeah I did yeah actually I forgot about that. Oh you did you <laughs> not actually did you not like go put up inflatable houses at like kids parties and shit? You forgot. Yeah, I did that too for a couple months one summer. I forgot about that. I put up tents and inflatables. How <laughs> did you forget that? That's hysterical that you forgot that because I was like. The look on his face is like I was an amateur carny for like two months. Amateur carny. Like, like, did I get the did I get the wrong show notes? What the fuck? <laughs> All right. No, 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 no. I forgot I did that. That was like five years ago, and I put up inflatables, and it was it was terrible. I hated it. <laughs> overrated. So inflatable house is overrated. All right. So my third and final. This will be from one of the hosts with the blonde hair. He wants to know what you think about the crowbar. And I actually just got that it's a, and I actually just got that it, it, is it supposed to be a pun? Like it's actually, it's like the crowbar, like the physical tool, but it's also, is it called like the crow comma bar or is yeah, it like the crow I, and then it's a picture of a crowbar? I don't get it. I think so. I think it's supposed to be a pun. The, the sign is just like this giant, uh, it's like a neon sign of like a crow with a top hat and glasses. But yeah, um, for sure underrated. Gotcha. Good deal. Oh, all right. I guess I can. Ha- I'll hand that over to Big Joey. Let him uh, round that out. Okay, I've got uh, two that are probably funny, and one that you might have to remember. You worked somewhere once. Um, overrated or underrated? IKEA. Ooh, um, I've never been, but I'm gonna go rated because I feel like I would break the furniture. It doesn't seem like very sturdy furniture. Okay, so the reason I was asking that is I think your family works in furniture. Yeah, yep. My uh, my grandparents own a flooring and furniture store, and I grew up. I started. I delivered furniture like as long as I can remember. I sold my first uh, first piece of furniture when I was in second grade. I was just like hanging out at the store, 
and this lady walked in and I was like, everyone was busy and I was just like, Oh, I'll help her. And I like took this old lady to a rocking chair and she bought it. <laughs> That's great. So, uh, t- speaking of big breaks in second grade, look out on the, uh, Instagram this week. Cause I believe we have a picture of him roughly around that age. And it's, uh, he's, 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 a, he's a grown man. He's a, he's, he's a man among boys basically at that age. He was chair selling age. Yeah, I'm chair selling age. Yeah, I'm selling <laughs> chairs at that age, delivering furniture. Now, did you consider yourself the chairman of the board at that point? Oh man, uh, yeah, probably. I was the chairman of the board. It was the family business. All right, overrated or underrated? Seeing Taylor Swift in concert. Ooh, I'm gonna go underrated, dude. I mean, I I didn't know that much of the music, but it was she puts on a good show. Lots of costume changes, pyrotechnics. It was, it was great. Yeah, T-Swift is a, one of the entertainers of our time. One of the big ones, right? Yeah. All right. The last one's for all the marbles. And I hope you know why it's on here, because I don't. Overrated or underrated? Possums. Oh, <laughs> um, that's tough, man. I'm going to go overrated. Uh, our, my house in college, we called it the Possum Palace because uh, it was like a bunch of like, we all played O-line and we were just like kind of big, like messy dudes. So we were like, we're, po- we're Possum Palace. Like we thought it was funny. And we saw a possum in our yard one time. And then like, um, a couple of them got in. So like the dryer vent from went from the basement to like this little window. And like the, the thing that blocked off the dryer vent was like gone. And, uh, one day our basement started smelling really bad and we like traced it back to like the dryer vent. And so we took the dryer vent off and uh, two possums fell out like little baby ones. Oh my God. And one of them was, we thought they were both dead. And we're like, Oh my God. And so like, we went to go get like a shovel or something to scoop them up. And then one of them was gone. And we're like, Oh my God, one of them's gone. <laughs> and like my friends are freaking out. So we just had this possum loose in our house and a dead possum. And that was like, we got it out. We scooped it up in like a net and we put it outside. And then like uh, a couple months later, like somebody came to our house. We were all at the crowbar. Somebody came to our house and was like trying to find us. Like, I don't know. Our doors just weren't never locked too. And so they, this guy stumbled over to our house and was like, guys, like when we weren't there and he just left the door open. And so my friends and I, like we all got home from the bar, go to bed and my buddy wakes up and there's just a possum like beside his bed. Like staring back at him. <laughs> so we oh, had a possum infestation. You have to be careful what you call your house because, like, it might, it might manifest some, some possums, you know? So, did we get an overrated or underrated on possums there? Possums are overrated. <laughs> so, I. They'll take over your life. Yeah, but I, they're, they're so harmless. They're ugly as shit, but they're harmless. They smell bad, though. They man. are harmless, they smell but. Bad. Like they Overrated. won't, they won't even bite you. They'll just, they'll like be sad. You noticed them. I love possums. <laughs> right, so <laughs> that was good. That was a good successful last one. I think you passed overrated and underrated. Good. I can't believe I didn't get the inflatable one. And like <laughs> it happens. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think the next portion is we've already alluded to it. Uh, it's where you get to ask us a question. What do you got for us? 
Okay, are you guys you guys are familiar with the cartoon Tom and Jerry? Yep. Yes. Would you say that you're more Tom or more Jerry? And if you had to pick, which one would you which one would you be? Which one's which? Tom's the cat. Tom is the cat, and Jerry's the mouse. <laughs> There's advantages to being both, I think. I feel like I'm a Tom, just because. I'm always like doing shit that sometimes doesn't work out, but I'm consistently like, I will never give up doing something. Um, I will always continue to do something. And I don't know. Jerry's fucking smug. Like I'm not, I don't consider myself to be a smug smug little prick. (laughs) Yeah. I don't consider myself to be smug like that. I consider myself to be a dedicated worker, like the cat. So yeah, that's, that's me. Um, God, you remember the, was it Tom and Jerry that had that little puppy that would sneak up on the cat and scare the cat and it would fly up to the ceiling and then the dog would be I all proud so. of itself and walk away? Yeah, I'm the yeah. cat. I'm the cat. <laughs> I I don't know. I I I want to say I'm the Jerry because I'm just so good at getting out of bullshit situations. But yeah, he's a smug little jerk. And I I, I don't think I've been called that in at least six months. So... I don't. Uh... Culture. <laughs> I'll go with Jerry. Uh, part of being in customer service is finding solutions to to help people so that they no longer want to kill you. And uh, I would say that that's a, a talent of mine. Nice. That was a good question. I like that. that was definitely uh, that was fun. Off the wall. So we appreciate that. Um. Do they do they still serve whack at BW3s in 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 New York? Like like I've never really heard anyone call it BW3s. I I've just like been wondering what what even is whack? Isn't that the third W in BW3s? Oh, I don't I I'm not positive. I just I think I just that's what people I think at one point didn't they like rebrand as BW like I I always call but I if I'm speaking, I call it Buffalo Wild Wings. I think I typed it out as BW3 the other day, and maybe that's what you're getting at. I I don't I don't know. But when I went and had the crew meet up in Aberdeen at BW3s or Buffalo Wild Wings, that was the first time I've been in one in like at least ten. I think I've only been into one like twice. And that might have been the second or third time. Their food sucks oh. ass. It's horrendous. Uh, but I, I always thought, I always thought it was interchangeable. It gives me diarrhea every time before I leave Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> it just hits that nerve. Uh, they have a sauce, though. Interestingly, um, they are the reason that I'm hesitant to order hot sauce in most places, um, because I generally walk in and I order the hottest thing you have. Well, they have one of the hottest things you can get at a chain restaurant. So I walked in there and I ordered the mango habanero, thinking, "Yeah, this will be fine," and it was not. It was hotter than hell, and so then I ended up like. It was like PTSD for hot sauce because now we'll go somewhere and then I'll go, I'll just, I'll just take the hot. I don't want the suicide. My wife's like, you're going to be disappointed. Order the suicide. And then my brain goes, no, it's going to be that thing again. And then every time I'm disappointed because it's not hot enough. Like, <laughs> it's like, this could be hotter. But that's, I will say that about Buffalo Wild Wings. Is that mango habanero? That, that'll mess you up if you're not careful. Do they have that in American Buffalo Welding? Yeah, I I want to say uh, one of the friends of the podcast uh, had it 
at the the Saturday before the the Friday before the meet and was probably shit in his pants the whole morning next morning. And I want to say that was that like the second hottest one because Big Matt ordered whatever the hottest one was and like basically died and then it came back to life and then ordered the other one that was almost just as hot. Because I'm so I got a kick out of that. But yeah, no, I'm I'm not a, I'm not a hot food guy, so I, it's all over. It's all you know foreign. Hot wings the night before meat is insane to me. That's yeah. That's you're asking for chicken sliders easy that way. Give me barbecue and garlic parm all day. I'm not doing anything above a, a mild or a medium at the most. Now, do you ever do um? Do you ever do like do your suicide hot with like a medium and then just like like do you do fifty yep. fifty wings or like you know because I can see that the benefit of that is like eat a really really hot one, eat a medium to mild one, eat a really really hot. One, you know, I'll, I'll order Cajun with a side of your suicide. And I'll dip the the Cajun in the suicide. As you want, rather than yeah, being stuck with a, a 12 pack that are une- uneatable because they're so hot. That makes well, sense. And then I can control how much sauce is on it so that my lips don't. Uh, I remember the one time I had a, a friend restaurant owner. I did my birthday party at his house. And I said, can you make me a ghost pepper sauce for my wings? And you ate one and your lips went purple and swelled up. And everybody was just like on fire. Nobody could eat them. So it's just like, well, can I have that on the side now <laughs> so that I can control it so it's not burning my face off? Uh, there's, a, there's a guy here in Brantford, Ontario. I don't know if he's still open. Uh, he, uh, we have a history with him back in our old party days, and then he opened a restaurant far away. But he actually won the award in Canada for the hottest wing in Canada. It was called the Blackenstein. And he, like we, we would just, we sat there once, me and Steve. Actually, it was me and Steve that went, wow, I'm going back like eight years ago and we watched these kids walk in and order it and just die like these kids just died in front of us not like real but like like every orifice bleeding <laughs> like whatever thing can come out of them because these wings were so hot and these kids were so arrogant and me and steve were just like no we're not doing that today <laughs> yeah no thanks i don't want to bleed out of my eyes today oh my god I would, yeah, like as soon as he brought it out, I could smell it from the table to side. And I was like, no, I'm so glad I didn't do that. All right. Well, I think we can bring it on around down. Can uh, finish diving right in and dive right in. So you can follow us uh, at Unpaid and Underrated Podcast. And the website is unpaidinternpodcast.com. Um, Big Matt sent his apologies. Uh, he really wanted to join us today and he just couldn't make it. Uh, something came up. I don't know what it was. He just said, Hey, there's an emergency. I can't come today. So, you know, um, all our love out to you, Matt. Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get you on next week. Uh, big Bryce, where can we find you? You've, you've got a couple of spots there. Um, perfect little sweeties, Jim and the big and SXY 74. SXY, the big, big daddy. Cool. Big daddy. Cool. Just like Kevin Nash, just like Kevin Nash. Uh, Keith, where can we find you, buddy? I am Keith Honeycutt 73 on Instagram and follow my orange gym, the no wine seller. I'm Joey. You can find me at Joey underscore let's go, but who cares? Just follow me on unpaid and underrated. Keith and I both share posting capabilities there. Make sure you follow the massonomics podcast because they will also sometimes talk about us. So if you like us more than them, uh, continue interacting with their stuff about us. All right, boys. We'll see you next Tuesday. Uh, uh.